Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as a modern medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to get real comfy and discover how we can tap into our own divine self through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back every week or whenever the heck you come back to listen in on the magic. Make sure to give this podcast a follow wherever you love to listen so you can stay up to date with new episodes along with following me on Instagram at the modern medium underscore. And when you feel ready and called to book a reading with me or discover how we can work together, simply head to my website at themodernmedium.co or you can head to my Instagram and click on my link tree and I have all of my services up and ready to book. Please feel free to reach out with any questions at all when it comes to payment plans, when it comes to which service to book, when it comes to anything at all regarding a service or really anything. I just feel like I keep repeating myself, but just please come to me with any questions. Do not be shy. And I'm so excited to connect with you. Either DM me or email me at hello at themodernmedium.co. Oh my goodness. Hello, you guys. I am sitting here post farmer's market. I had a little dance party in the kitchen while I was unpacking and cooking. And it was also really cool, which I will share in this episode because it is relevant. Spirit spoke to me through music. I don't know if that's happened with you guys, but it was so cool. And I'm just feeling really good. I feel really connected. I feel really strong. And my throat chakra game is strong. And I knew I had to sit down and take some time to actually record this episode, especially when my experience that I will be talking about is so fresh and it's incredibly pressing and important. Now, I want to state that I am speaking on this because I want you to be aware. I want you to have discernment. It is a really big world out there. There is so many beautiful things to experience, to witness, to be a part of. And there's a lot of absolutely incredible practitioners out there. And It is an absolute blessing to be connected to some of them, to learn from some of them, to simply say that they are either a sister or I simply get to learn from them, whether it's, you know, us chatting on Instagram or being all the way across the world from each other. It's such a blessing. However, there are practitioners that do not have your highest good and your safety or God in mind. They have ulterior motives and they do not have the light Christ consciousness in mind. They have their own motives in mind. They have power in mind. They have manipulation in mind. And what is just really heartbreaking is, yes, there's us practitioners that have the tools. We have the intuition. We have the community. So even though we may get hurt or wrapped up in whatever this dark energy may be, we know how to get out of it. We know what to do. We have a toolbox. But the most important thing is our clients or these vulnerable people out here that are in need of help. 
They are desperate for answers. They're desperate for direction, for healing. They will do, and you will do, whatever it takes, whatever, you know, the cost is, whether that's money, energy, resources, to bring yourself back to yourself and healing. And unfortunately, when you are in a vulnerable place, it is easy to be manipulated. It is easy to be taken advantage of, whether it's a simple thing with a friend or, you know, a silly, stupid scenario. Honestly, it is it's so important to really know that you have everything you need inside of you. And that is our God-given gift. We are meant to search and come to peace with who we are and our strength. And that is one of my missions on this planet is to remind you how absolutely incredible you are and guide you back and help you remember your magic, but also to teach and mentor and be your cheerleader when it comes to building safe, ethical, amazing, joyful practices. So this episode is all about understanding the signs when you have come across or you have been involved or you are involved with a spiritual practitioner that has many red flags or honestly with some humor but straight up not funny because it's serious and I, I again, I'll be getting into this, that is giving cult leader vibes. And I think the interesting thing is there's all these podcasts and TV shows and books that talk about it and it's really fascinating and it's really interesting. And I believe people are really fascinated with this because we are interested in human behavior. It's just a natural thing. Every single business or service out there is literally created by human habit and human behavior. And there's a whole craze with murder podcasts and murder shows. And yeah, I'm there with it. I think they're really interesting. I really seek to understand the why and the trails and that that led to where this person is but i will say i don't listen or watch those anymore but i was i was into it because i wanted to understand i genuinely wanted to understand and even as women you know if you are a woman listening to this or you're a man or a beautiful soul that does not identify with a gender regardless I believe people listen to those things or we are interested in this because we want to be safe, because we want autonomy. We want to be aware. And this is honestly why I'm sharing this, because I am sharing this not out of judgment, not out of justification, gossiping, validation, you know, rumors. I am absolutely sharing this for the safety of you, for your safety and for your own spiritual growth and discernment because it is so important. Me, a practitioner who, yes, I am so deeply intuitive. I am powerful as heck. I am awesome. I'm a freaking badass. However, I got manipulated. I did. And I'm also incredibly grateful that I'm free. 
I'm incredibly grateful that no money was involved, no legalities were involved. I am just absolutely grateful that this was my first experience and it will be, and I'm claiming it, it will be my only experience. I will never, ever get manipulated by a practitioner, by anyone who claims to be whoever they connect with, whatever they do. You ain't shit until you actually serve and belong to the heart and the home of God. And that's who you serve and that's who you embody. So let's get into it, guys. I will not be stating names. I will not be stating super duper specifics. I will do my best to also not state genders just for the sake of privacy, but also for the sake of really explaining this and speaking on this in the highest good uh, for you, for everyone. And I am just, because if I dropped names, if I dropped specifics, it would just kind of get into rumor and gossip. And that's not the vibration I'm on. I am on the vibration of service. I'm on the vibration of autonomy and allowing you to know that you are in power with your own intuition and your own divine being. And to never let anyone take that away from you or make you believe otherwise and doubt your own intuition. Before I just immediately dive into all the bullet points, I think it's really important to go a bit into the backstory so you can understand where I was at but this will also really feed into the talking points and I'll kind of hop back to the story after I'm done. All right, let's get into it. So I met this person about a year ago and I was connected to them through a very important person in my life. It's one of those things where you meet a friend who's friends with a friend and you think, oh, well, they're friends with this friend? Oh, automatic, they're in, whatever. At least if you're a really trusting person. And I know that's me. That is definitely one of my many beautiful flaws is I'm a very accepting human. I truly do see the best in people and I believe that's why I love making friends. I make friends fast. I connect with people really fast. And community truly brings me joy. However, yes, I have had multiple experiences where I've been stepped on and used and manipulated, whether it was in a romantic relationship or with friends. And I had those, um, how do you call it? I had those pointers, but in that field. And I kind of knew, of course, that there were these naughty practitioners or people who are in this industry that did have malice. I've just heard of it though. I've heard of it, but I never thought I would actually get wrapped up with someone who had ill intent and ill harm, ill harm, ill will. (laughs) And so when I connected with this person, They also really took on the role of being a teacher and being someone to really guide me in my spiritual practice. Another thing about me is not only with being really eager with meeting people, but I love being a sponge. I love learning. I am super curious. I also am 
I, I'm just excited. And especially with now being a professional medium for at least a year, of course, I've been a medium, you know, all my life. And I've been in the practice and development for many years. But this was my first year of being a psychic medium as a professional. And so, of course, I'm excited to meet people, make friends, build a community, find my soul family. And so I met this person and I was really excited because not only was I really blown away by what they did and their abilities, but I immediately was made to believe that they were my soul family. And I was totally with it. I was incredibly manipulated into thinking that they were, you know, a part of my soul family. I, you know, with the past lives and, you know, our gifts and how we can work together and all these synchronicities. And I was, I was just so there. I was so awash in it. And so anyways, we exist, we connect. And then we begin to separately connect with other really amazing people. I made a dear, 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 dear friend and sister. And you see her all over my Instagram. We are literally building a group coaching program together that will be out of this world, bigger than I ever expected and bigger than she ever expected. And we are so excited to bring that to life. And then this person was like, hey, you know, I have this really amazing friend and I believe us four would all really get along. So what we started to do was hop on these calls and just chat and really connect and bond. Because again, when you are walking this path and building your spiritual gifts and development and family, it can feel very lonely because not everyone understands you and you want to feel validated. You don't want to feel crazy. And so having this group was really wonderful and it was really exciting. And it was, and I'm, again, like also to preface, like one of the reasons I'm also really grateful that this happened in this way was the deepest it, it went was like a group chat. That's all that really went down. I mean, yes, like there was a trip, but nothing really went any deeper in terms of money or any entanglements, um, no legalities, no nothing. And we do not live in the same state. Uh, so that is also something I'm really, really grateful for. And our all of our friendships begin to build and whatnot. And what was actually really interesting is I got really excited about this group. And I was also talking to some other girlfriends I made. And I was saying, hey, you should totally join our call. It's really wonderful. We just sit and we just chat. We just literally chat about what's going on, what we're experiencing and check in. And it's just a really wonderful safe space. You should totally come. And it was interesting because they, my, these friends of mine that I wanted to come, they never really were able to commit or ever join. And at first I'd get annoyed, but I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like all is good. And maybe it's just not meant to be. It's totally fine. And now after all this has gone down and I've leaned on them for support and love, they have finally told me, Alexandra, I have to be honest with you. When I first met this person, I was repulsed by their energy that's what one of my friends said another friend said I just couldn't bring myself to 
connect with them. I don't know why something was holding me back. And I think that one shows I have the sweetest friends in the entire world that are so deeply supportive. And again, that's where I am so at fault. I get really excited about things and people and situations. And I love being a hype queen. I love connecting people to people. I am just obsessed with being a connector. And I should have also paid deeper attention to why I maybe should have asked more questions as to, hey, do you not feel included? Is there any way that I could help to make you feel more included? Or maybe why do they feel that way? And I don't blame them for not telling me sooner because they were simply living their life and doing their thing. And again, I'm also just really grateful that I went through this experience because I needed to learn this. And now I'm here. I'm here, baby, and I'm strong. And so months down the line, the this person that, you know, I met, again, because I really don't want to name names, they, I will name this person Margaret. Margaret? Maggie? Maggie. How about Maggie is... Do I even name this person? I don't even know. I don't want to give this person any, like, ugh, whatever. Sorry, you're just hearing me. <laughs> just think out loud. So anyways, I will name this person H. Just H. Just the letter H. So H says, hey, I have this business idea. And it could be a group of practitioners and we all supplement each other's work. And it could be a really cool thing because I have a really uh, beautiful client list and we could have group events and just collaborations and whatnot. And it will be really, really great. And so I was really excited about that because, of course, I'm building my business. I'm eager to meet new people also, you know, get new clients. So I'm really excited. And so there's four of us. And my friend and I, I'll name her Kay. Even then she's safe, but I'll just keep it really, really simple and equal for everyone. So Kay and I are along for the ride. We're like, oh my God, this is great, whatever. Cool, cool, cool. And the two others are, I would say, so Kay and I are water signs. We're flowy, we're easygoing whatever. And the, the two others are more, let's say like they're more organized. That's like a really nice top level, not getting too deep way of saying it. And so the business kind of begins to evolve in terms of the business plans, I say. The business actually is, is not taking off anymore. But then H begins to recruit our other friend that we met through her. And let's name this person T. H recruits T as, hey, I want you to partner with me in on this. And so it kind of creates a dynamic. It just creates a dynamic that's a little, I wouldn't say like separate, but like K and I are closer and H and T are closer. It's like, that's just kind of is what it is. But I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And so then there are these instances where we would have 
these group sessions where we would talk about how the business is going to go and developing the business and whatever. And I would notice these moments where I would be called out or put down in front of the entire group. And I was really confused. And it's when it would come up, I know at first it it would create a riff in the discussion in, in the moment. And it was really weird. And I remember Kay back in February was saying to me that that was weird. Something feels really, really off about it. And I was kind of like, honestly, whatever. I, I am also the person where I just really don't like to cry over spilled milk. Like if it's really just not that big of a deal and it's a personality thing and it's just is who this person is and I'm not going to complain. They are who they are. Just whatever. Again, I'm a really, really accepting person as we can see. And so again, like developing, there was also a trip where we met. Kay couldn't go. So it was a couple of us and it was a, re- a really beautiful trip. Like I actually had a really amazing time. And what was actually really interesting is so one night we're all hanging out and what was kind of happening was and if you've ever been in a room with all your spiritual friends or intuitive friends, it's pretty much just one big channeling party where you're just reading for each other, pulling cards, sitting with spirit, playing. And H began to give everyone kind of readings, I guess, or, you know, tapping into their energy. And so first was with my one friend and saying, oh, I see your ancestor and blah, 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 this is going on. And then she went to me and they were like, hey, uh, you have a protector guide that's like not letting me tap in your energy. I'm like, oh, what? And th- they said, yeah, they they're, they went to me and said, no, 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 no. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I was like, hey, bro, it's okay. And so obviously we went on, but I think back to that moment and even spirit was trying to protect me then. And it's just really, really interesting. Just those really little moments, little, 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 many, many, many moments where you're like, oh, whatever. But that actually was already an indicator. And so whatever the trip goes by and it was awesome. And then Kay and I are beginning to get a little confused on the timeline of this business. We're starting to feel a little lost. And even Kay was saying to me, hey, I just feel kind of odd about this situation I'm not really sure where this is going. I just have a lot of things going on in my life and I'm just not sure if I'm able to give it 100%, but then I feel bad and guilty and whatever. And I wasn't in the same boat, but I was also, hey, I'm I'm confused too. I, I'm a little confused, so let's kind of talk about it. So Kay brought it up to the group and she's saying, hey, I feel a little confused and I would just love to talk about the timeline of all this. I just have a lot going on with my business and new projects and everything. So it was, you know, a few days ago where H called me in the morning and said, hey, so I've spoken to everyone and here's the deal. I've realized that we need to talk about a couple things. One, Every time we kind of talk on a professional level, we don't seem to be on the same page. You seem to not hear me and you seem to take things really personally. And so two things. Number one, I know I kind of jumped somewhere and you're like, wait, what's happening? 
So every time I, a lot of the times when I would talk to H, I would feel a little weird because I would I would take things personally. And I, as I even mentioned before, there were moments where I'd get called out in group situations in front of everyone. And it put me in a really weird position. But also, there were also little moments between when and I would just talk and I did feel corrected or put down or my spiritual practice wasn't enough. So anyways, there was just really weird moments where, yeah, we didn't really get one another. H is very direct, very cut and dry. I'm direct, but sometimes not. Definitely not as direct. I would say I'm a lot more sensitive. But also, I did take this to heart because I've had that feedback from former bosses when in my 9 to 5. I'm really goofy and silly and spontaneous and bubbly. And my bosses would say, you need to work on being more client-facing. But I would say when they said that to me, I was a little confused because I would say I've definitely improved. But also, I work part-time at a brick-and-mortar metaphysical store and I am literally client facing. I deal with happy customers, grumpy customers, entitled customers. I deal with them all on the phone and in person. So I would say I'm, I'm actually very professional. And so I heard that. And then another weird thing was they mentioned, so we believe that you are not able to hold space for clients' shadows like we are. So you will not be featured on the website as a practitioner, but you will be involved with the group events and whatnot and have access to my client list. But until you do some more shadow work, you can be involved. And it was interesting because I was in a really good mood that morning. So I didn't really hear it in full, but... I'm sure you already understood how messed up that is. And again, that is a way I have coped with a lot of traumas in my life is this ignorance is bliss, really happy-go-lucky, not wanting to dig deep to avoid the pain. So I heard that and I was kind of responding in a way that was, hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm just on for the ride with the business and whatnot. But something about that conversation still felt very off. And so... Also, again, just to make clear really, really quickly with the context is it would be a few practitioners and we'd compliment each other's work or like or supplement each other's work, compliment each other's work together. And I was pretty much being outed because they believed or this person believed that I wasn't able to hold space for people who would be in particularly dark places and... So anyways, I don't even know if I need to actually explain it at all, but it's pretty clear. So that's what I was actually really stuck on. And it was interesting because the entire time H was really stuck on that I wasn't hearing them. I was taking things too personally. It was just very odd. Also, sorry, I I feel like I'm getting a little off tangent, but I do want to mention this too, which will explain the 13 signs I'll get into. There was a meeting we had and we spoke about doing goddess meditations that we would tap into an energy or with a being and 
create a meditation for clients, for the audience, and it would be a pre-launch thing. And so we're going around saying, okay, I'm going to work with this beautiful being and I'll do this kind of meditation. And then I go and I say, okay, I want to work with this being. And immediately H says, well, if you have permission, if, if you're allowed to. And I was so confused because I work very closely with this being often, all the time. They're a part of my team. Also, I was the only one they said that to. And so that was an example of when I was belittled and called out in front of the group. And it was a really uncomfortable situation. And later, I would say the day after, I reached out to H and I said, hey, that was really uncomfortable. I felt really belittled. Don't really know what's going on. And I'm just, I just want to talk about this honestly as friends because my my feelings were hurt as a friend. And so then they reach back out to me and they say, oh, no, no, no. I'm so, I'm just so shocked. I'm just so surprised that you thought this. It was just the opposite. I, I believe that you have the potential out of everyone in the group to reach thousands. And just this particular being isn't as forward facing. And I just wanted to make sure that you would ask them permission because that would be best. So I'll get into it later, but just a lot of things about that was strange. Anyways, I was in a good mood. I said, oh my God, thank you so much. That's so, so sweet. I get it now. So anyways, we go into our discussion for later that night to talk about those things. And the way this was addressed was immediately, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. Okay, uncomfortable. (laughs) What? And how they didn't really go specifically into it or what the deal was, but clearly it was between them and I. And they said that there was a disconnect and there was a riff in the group and kind of pinned the disconnection and the the unbalanced energy on me. And so then I begin to talk and I say, so pretty much it seems like I won't be participating in this like you guys. I'll be singled out. And I started getting really emotional because I was upset. I said, I believe and I feel that I'm being singled out as a practitioner. And I don't think it's fair to put me in this place where I am unable to or I'm unworthy of holding people when they're in dark places just because I haven't experienced those myself and that I haven't done enough shadow work. I haven't done enough work on myself. And really, this conversation uh, proceeded for three hours to, and the best way I can put it, and actually Kay kind of put it to me this way because they were more of someone who was an observer, just three hours of slicing me open and I was forced to dig up these wounds in order to justify where I was and why I'm worthy and the whole time it was being turned back on you're unprofessional you're unable to hear me you're not taking this seriously and I honestly forget it T was getting upset because they're in the business 
or in the group where it's a little closer to age in terms of partnering, like they're business partners and it and just getting really frustrated with why can't we just do our work? Like, what are you in this for? And I was so confused because clearly I'm not in this work for the money. <laughs> I could have worked my nine to five job and have made six figures, but I'm here building a business. <laughs> obviously not <laughs> and I'm just like laughing at that because I'm like wait what and it was just awful I the best way I could put it too was I was truly put on display I was completely attacked and I was crying and I you know raised my voice where I was trying to and I kept repeating where I was, how I felt singled out, how I was hurt by how I felt abandoned by them. And it was interesting because not Kay, but one of them said, well, frankly, Alexandra, I saw and I've only seen an inner child that was rainbows and butterflies, but this is the inner child that we needed to see. This is the inner child. This is your inner child, your true inner child coming out. And I wanted to say that because I will go, I'll get into explaining like one of the signs. And I was told to check my ego at the door. I was told that they were sensing a lot of immaturity from me. I was triggering wounds. And it was just awful. I really, all I could say was it was just three hours of being ripped apart. And I did not feel safe. And I, it was just terrible. It was just, it it brought out kind of the worst in everyone. Kay eventually left because they just were tapped out. It was exhausting. And they didn't know what to do. And so then it was just me and H&T. And it was just odd. I eventually said, okay, I don't have a place in this conversation. And I just left. And I went to sleep and I woke up feeling still immense discomfort. Usually you go to sleep, you sleep on it and you feel better, but I didn't. And I just remember waking up and I was dripping in sweat. I was just so uncomfortable and I was I just looked haggard. And I remember calling Kay and saying, what was that? What happened? And we were kind of talking about it and they said to me, you were just sliced open. All of your wounds were forced to surface and they were put on display and used against you. And so then not that I need to get into it, but it proceeded with really experiencing these physical symptoms of just exhaustion. And somewhat, it's the pain of when you take a knife out or you take a hook out, and it's the pain of this open wound and taking after that wound and stitching it up and putting ointment on it and putting it like just the pain and the soreness that comes with it. That's what I was experiencing. My my neck, I would say, is still incredibly tense, but my back, my whole back was just in so much discomfort. I was nauseous. I was weak. I was fatigued. I was honestly, I was finding myself disassociating from my body uh, multiple times throughout the day where it was, it was almost like it was just weird 
blips of me coming back and stepping out. It was very odd. And I felt I had this like feeling of dehydration. Like I kept drinking water, but I could never be quenched. And I just came to the realization how toxic this was. And eventually I sent a very terse message where I said I'm leaving and to stay away from me, to stay away from my family, stay away from my friends, stay away from my loved ones and my clients. And my emotions, my explanations, my words are not safe here. And so that was the last of it. And I'm so happy. I love the block feature. It's my favorite thing in the world. So that's where I'm at. And now I feel safe enough to share this with my listeners and my followers and my clients to keep you guys safe. Again, that's why I've been doing my best. If you've literally heard me trying to not repeat names or genders or really any specifics, because if I did, that would just be a breach on privacy. And I'm just not That's not really what I'm after with pointing fingers and naming names, but really sharing my experience of getting really deeply manipulated as a practitioner and the experience of getting out of that, but also keeping you guys safe. As this podcast is named Embody Your Soul, a part of your soul journey is discernment, is empowerment, is staying safe, is surrounding yourself and finding those people that are actually with you, that are with you and for you. And this is a message and this is an episode that is for your safety. This is for your spiritual discernment and empowerment and to know that you have all that you need inside of you. All the validation, all the love is with God and your divine team is right there with you. They are guiding you and they are nudging you, but they cannot overpower free will. And so that's the importance of always leaning back into, always tapping back into your inner wisdom, into your intuition, calling upon your guides, doing that work. So that is my story. That is pretty much the basis of it. And now I will get into the signs of, looking after and if you are involved with someone or something lightly or heavily that is a big red flag all right i have written a list of about 13 signs and i say 13 and i say about 13 because there's probably many more but this is a great starting off point and These are just great indicators to have in your toolbox and to be aware of. I also believe I'm going to do an episode on green flags, on the green flags of really beautiful, empowering practitioners. And I really want to do a green flag episode because it's important to know what's good and to not let your doubt or insecurities or anxiety or fear get in the way when there is actually a really beautiful hand and life raft here to help you. So let's start off with number one, 
anyone that makes you feel conflicted with your intuition and bodily cues. Say you feel a certain way in your body and this is a truth that's coming up and an intuitive hit that's coming up. And to also just make you aware, so an intuitive hit that comes up within you, it comes up really softly and it's this single really steady thought and feeling within your body But an anxious thought is this repetitive and random and really intrusive thought that kind of just keeps coming out of nowhere and left fields and makes you feel anxious. Where an intuitive hit, an intuitive feeling is literally a feeling that, again, comes very softly, very smoothly and with ease. So anyone that makes you feel conflicted with that, huge, big, big, big red flag. Number two, they butter you up and tear you down. As I mentioned earlier, the scenario with the whole meditation thing and being called out and me going to this person and saying, hey, that hurt my feelings. Why did that happen? I was the only one that was called out. And then the response was, oh my gosh, I just see this massive potential in you that no one else has in our group. Kind of weird kind of interesting. They really buttered me up and I was really excited and I felt really good. Number three, they weaponize terminology. And again, I wanted to explain that antidote within the story of the inner child because that was a perfect example of actually a couple things, which I will get into another point later on, but they weaponize terminology against me. And that's what's really upsetting about any industry, whether it's therapy or even, again, the spiritual industry, any kind of industry that has to thrive off of group think and they use these terminologies that are dogmatic and are a part of and are really ostracizing, but also this terminology that is meant for healing and exploration and understanding of the work so it can simplify the work for you and they weaponize it against you. So then with this terminology, you found healing and you found understanding in this. But when it's weaponized against you, it's almost it's also gaslighting, I would say. I don't know why I'm not confident on like if it's gaslighting or not, but I think it is. And that's what's weird about it because then you begin to question, wait, so like, wait, what? Like you just, I, I was left to really question my sanity. Like, wait, so what I thought this was, it's actually that. And it's being used to hurt me. Number four, originality is threatening. They will ostracize you if you confront them or if they see that you are different from the rest of the group or you're just threatening to them. You're just a powerful baddie. And it's really beautiful because in this book I'm reading right now, The Freedom Transmissions by Carissa Schumacher, who is a full body channel for Yeshua, highly, highly recommend this book. I am learning so, so much and connecting with Yeshua and really, really empowering my spiritual practices. He says, originality is the best thing ever. You are born to be original. If you are following everyone, you are totally going against why you are here. The point is to be originals, to be your magic. 
and to live out your purpose, your original divine being and soul being and purpose. So originality is terrifying. Originality is very, very threatening to them being able to control you. Number five, they will make you believe that you have to pass more tests or do more work in order to be included or in order to reap the benefits of whatever the service is, whatever they claim to be offering you. So again, going back to the anecdote of me not doing enough shadow work or me not holding my shadows enough that I'm not capable enough of holding clients in their shadows or making them feel safe. So that's pretty much me needing to do more work in order to be included or pass more tests. Interesting. Number six, they manipulate sacred energies. Now, again, I won't get uber specific on this for the sake of privacy, but I remember hearing this person going to these, let's call them sacred sites, and moving energy around and doing all this work and having to go to these sacred sites. Now, there's a couple things that are interesting about that. Number one, God and spirit, they don't make you do anything. They encourage you. They highly encourage you and give you nudges and give you signs. But you could also say, frick that, I'm going to do this. They cannot overpower your free will. Also, manipulating energy at sacred sites, they're sacred for a reason. You're meant to go there and witness. You're meant to go there and give reverence and love. What you should be giving in return is you living your God truth in the world, is you being kind to one another or simply saying thank you. But there is no need to manipulate sacred energies. Number seven, they overcorrect you in your spiritual practice or they make you feel like your spiritual practice is not enough or it's just incorrect. And that would happen to me a lot, a lot. And I felt at first I was getting really, really good feedback and I was growing. And I think the sad part about this loss is, yeah, I do feel that I've grown a lot and I've, I've learned a lot in my practice, but now I just know what they're doing. And as I'm talking about this and sharing this with you, I'm like, oh, they were just like, they, they were just clearly intimidated by me. And anyone who is making you feel unworthy or less than in your spiritual practice, run the other way, say goodbye, because everyone has their own unique way of connecting with spirit, whether that's dancing, whether that is making mac and cheese and chanting affirmations or dancing in the shower, or it is going to a sacred site or anointing yourself with oil, whatever it is. We have our own way of of communing with spirit. And as long as that intention is of God's source, is of the highest good for not only yourself and for the collective, why correct them? If it's unsafe and if it's unethical, then yes, there is is a need to correct. 
you know, for the sake of that, keeping them safe and boundaries and consideration and reading the room, but also making sure that, that, that this person is doing their best and there is good intention behind it. But regardless, if there is clean, pure God intention behind it, there really shouldn't be a lot of correction. Number eight. I think it's number eight, right? Let me check. One second. Ha! Yes, it is eight. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. So number eight, you don't feel this authentic connection when you are in a meditation or doing something with them. You don't feel as tuned in when you're working with them. And I guess the only way I can explain this is through an anecdote. So we would meditate together sometimes. And there was one experience recently where they were leading, but I weirdly felt myself having to force myself back in the meditation. And I just feel that I wasn't actually authentically experiencing this, but I was just kind of along for the ride and I was blaming it on, oh, you know what, maybe I'm just a little more monkey mind today and that's totally okay. But it's like I had to force myself to be in this experience when actually it was really my intuition and spirit that was protecting me again. I wasn't tuned in. I wasn't fully connected, but that was for a divine reason. And I thank them. Number nine is they use your private or intimate work against you. That's again, going back to the anecdote with the inner child where, you know, that was very sacred work that I invested in with that particular person. And that was private work. And the only person or being that is allowed to hold your sacred wounds and your inner child or children is you, your higher self, your divine team, the kingdom of God. And then until you give permission to that person, they can hold space, they can help you work through them, but they are not to hold them. And for this person that I invested in and told very in intimate information too, and then used that against me. Hmm. That's interesting. I feel that if there was any legalities involved, that would be violating like a HIPAA law or something. Again, I'm no lawyer, but sounds pretty messed up to me. Number 10 claims that spirit or any loved one is stuck in purgatory. Now, that is a huge red flag. And that's actually something that I feel that I've shared from other mediums. When you cross over, you are in the kingdom of God. You are in, you are with your people. And yes, there are different spirits that vibrate at different, at different frequencies. And yes, there is a whole divine process as to what happens when you cross over and everything. But guess what? We don't know 
every little thing and all of the ins and outs for a reason. Personally, I'm not super crazy obsessed with knowing all the ins and outs of what exactly happens when you die because all I know is that you cross over and you are not stuck and you are immediately taken care of and you are in the arms of God and spirit and you are taken to wherever you need to be taken to, but you are not stuck. You are not stuck. And I just remember hearing of this person dealing a lot with beings or people that were stuck in purgatory. Also, the word purgatory is really dark and icky and scary, right? So I should have also already, and that's the thing. I was so, I felt so close to this person. So I was thinking, oh, it's just must be a very unique situation or whatever. But no, big red flag. Number 11. Yes, number 11. This is, this is it. This is the one we all know of. They have a God complex where they claim they have a worldly mission and they must be the savior. And they claim that they're always in the position of being the savior. So this was crazy. And I know I mentioned it earlier, but this was so freaking cool. So literally today I am dancing in the kitchen. I am listening to music. And so all of a sudden, my left ear rings. That is a very common clairaudient signal. And my calling cards with that is when my left ear rings, it means listen. When my right ear rings, it means speak. So my left ear rang. And then all of a sudden, a song that played on my Spotify playlist, and I don't know if you have Spotify, but what you can do now is click enhance your current playlist and they add like music that fits the genre. And this song was like a J. Cole song and it was Pride is the Devil. And the song kept repeating Pride is the Devil, Pride is the Devil, Pride is the Devil. It was absolutely wild. And then... After that song, one of my favorite bands, Arizona, their new song, Moving On, played. And it was just so crazy. And I just absolutely guffawed at that. I was like, Spirit, what? And I haven't had actually a lot of those moments where they play with the music like that. But that was cool. And I'm like, Spirit, can you do that more often, please? Because that was badass, baby. But yeah, God complex. A God complex. And I don't really think we need to get too much into that. And that was actually something I felt with this person. And I kind of joked about it. I was like, oh, yeah, they're just whatever. It's just who they are. And with their, you know, astrology. And that's just who they are. But pay attention to that. When there is someone you meet that has that. Because no one is ever God especially as a practitioner, I have surrendered to this work to be a vessel and a vessel in whatever way that means, a communicator, a healer. But, but I bring forth the energy of God in my team. I am not the healer. Spirit in God is. I am simply the vessel. 
And that is very, very, very important. So anyone who claims to be the healer and has this God complex, run the other way. And then number 12 is they claim to work with the underworld as a part of their practice. Now, there's a difference between being able to help clients or people who have dark energies or entities in their space and they need help. They need protection. They need cleansing. They need your light. That's why light is here, to help, to heal, to guide. But no one in their damn mind should be willingly going to the underworld to dance. No, 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 no. I don't care how powerful you are. At least, I don't know. I just, I just think about that and I am like, who in the, what the are you doing there? Get out. Get the hell out. What? Why do you want to be there? Why? That doesn't make you cool. That's just ridiculous. I don't know. Whatever. That's just not my game. And this person would claim that they would do that a lot. And I would hear that. And I think because of, again, going back to the antidote of, oh, I don't hold dark space. I don't hold enough dark energy. Um, I need to do more shadow work. I need to do more inner child work that I saw this is like, whoa, that's so cool. But then now I'm realizing, wait, that's what? No, 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 no. That's not cool. That's just scary. That's just unethical practices. And number 13 is they make you feel like you're a part of a big opportunity. And if you do not join or if you're not fully in or you don't agree to it, then you won't be anything, you're worthless or just like you're really missing out. And that's a huge issue because I think back to any any time I've ever had a discovery call with a client that didn't or, you know, someone who would have maybe become my client, but didn't end up becoming my client. And the biggest thing about this work is I always say, I never want to push anything on anyone. That is the opposite of what this work is. This work is so sacred. And also is your time, your energy, and your finances, which is also all remarkably sacred. And If this is not for you, you are not missing out. If it is not meant for you, you are not missing out because guess what? It's not meant for you. So, I mean, I even just think back to things like other retreats or other really cool whatever trips or opportunities in the spiritual community. And I've I've been offered to go to some and I end up not going, but I just know in my heart that that's not my medicine. It's not for me. And I see photos or pictures and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. But I never feel like I'm missing out because that's not my medicine. If I knew this particular practitioner or if this person was meant to be my guide or if this work was meant to be mine, then of course I'd miss out. But I wouldn't miss out on it because it's meant for me. You know what I mean? 
And it was really interesting because I remember Kay and I would talk and every time we would talk about it, or at least every time, every time, I don't even know what, why do I keep saying every time? I'm ridiculous. When we have began connecting and unraveling from this experience, we would say how odd it was when we would be honest about how we felt about this or what's going on, what's the timeline, and then this person would come back to us and say, you know, how, like, just all of the ways that we'd be missing out and this is for the collective and, like, you're a part of this special group and just really, again, manipulating us into thinking that, like, we have this higher mission and, if we abandon this, then we're abandoning the group. We're abandoning the collective of humanity. And it was just weird. Like, no. So really, if you didn't do anything besides be a kind, loving, non-judgmental person and living your authentic truth, that's really the mission. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to abide to anyone if you have these strong, beautiful, God-centered values and you don't go to a single retreat, you don't go to a single medium or you don't do anything besides wake up and drink your coffee and live your life to your most authentic self, that's that's it. You don't have to do anything unless you're called to it, unless you know that this is medicine that you need. We're here for you, but we're never going to make you come to us that's the opposite of this work. God is always there with you. God is in you. God empowers you. God, the universe, source, creator, does not force and does not threaten you. And any God that threatens is not God. That's something else. That's someone else. So anyways, I really enjoyed this discussion and I'm eager to hear what you think or hear if anyone has any similar experiences. Again, this is all coming from the intention of informing, of empowering, of letting you know that this exists. And me as a practitioner, someone who talks about unethical practitioners, unethical practices got roped into it. Me. And you know what? This was a beautiful lesson. What an illuminating lesson. And now I get to teach you. Now I get to walk closer to God and closer to my soul. And you guys can probably already hear my voice can already is already a testament how much lighter I feel. I have zero doubt now. I feel that I was walking around with this cloud of doubt all the time, always doubting myself because, again, I was made to feel that my spiritual practice wasn't enough or I was doing things right or there, I was always doing something wrong. I wasn't connecting the right way. I wasn't connecting the right time of day. I wasn't, I just wasn't doing all the things. And now I know that that was all wrong, that my light is so sacred and 
it is medicine for me and it is medicine for all. And those who are meant to work with me, those who are meant to be connected with me are meant to be in my life. And I just pray that you either get out of this situation that you are in that is this or similar to this, or if you know of anyone, do your best to be loving, to not judge them and to support them on their journey and to nudge them in a direction of love, of kindness, of compassion, and of being and embodying their unique God self, their unique, gorgeous, glorious, magical Holy Spirit. I love you guys so, so much. And again, if you ever, ever want to explore how you can work with me and I am just so excited to meet you, to connect with you. Simply go to my website at themodernmedium.co or head to my Instagram at themodernmedium underscore and click on my link tree and there are all the ways to work with me, whether that is one-off readings, soulful chatterbox, soul path sessions, or private mentorships. I am so eager and so excited to meet you, so excited to connect with you, whether you just become a listener or a follower or you become a forever client, whoever you are. I just really love you and I thank you for listening and stay safe out there. (laughs) I'll see you next time.